0: Hello and welcome to the Stuck Brain podcast. All things mental health with a different approach. We look at the research, but we also discuss real life experience. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Stuck Brain podcast. My name is Eric. I am your host for the day. Today we have a guest named Dave Dubois. He is a meditation teacher, a psychedelic guide, and an integration coach. You can find out more about Dave at his website, which is radicalbalance.net. Now, he is helping me set up my own meditation practice. We are going to go over the small things that stop most of us from meditating. And we know through research, meditation is really beneficial for almost everybody. So, this is important to me and it's important to mental health in general. With that being said, on to the episode. Hello, Dave. How's it going? Very well. How are you doing Mm. this week? Not bad. Not bad. Just so the listeners know, if you're listening to this meditation podcast, it is linear. So we're on uh, meditation three, episode three. If you haven't listened to one and two, please go back and listen to one first and then two and then three. It will make more sense that way. If you jump, if you're jumping in right now, Listen to those two first, and then you'll know where we're at with this. Dave is walking me through learning how to meditate, basically. So once a week, we're meeting, we're recording my journey, and giving me tips and feedback on how to improve
1: my meditation. So let's start. How has this last week gone? Why don't you give me a little summary of what your practice has been like?
0: Yeah, that's a good question. So I've been consistent
1: every day. I've done it every day. We added the timer which
0: is a godsend. Great. (laughs) That really, that really helped. I have my spot. I sit there usually in the morning. It's the first thing I do in the morning, even before my coffee, even before anything like that. I go, I sit down, I try to decompress, I guess, which is interesting because I'm already waking up thinking about things that I got to do, which is in itself kind of like, that's weird. So I, I kind of try to let those go. And then I gently set the timer. Honestly, I'm still having thoughts of like, how am I going to narrate this to Dave? What am I going to say for the podcast? Which is kind of funny in itself, and I have to keep bringing myself back. I, I've been using the breath more than the heartbeat. I know we talked about the heartbeat possibly. i've been using I've been sticking with the breath, and i good, I'm glad you've stuck with the breath, yeah, and I mostly focus on I try to feel when I breathe in through the nose, I try to feel it in the nose best I can. Like I'm trying to get to that point where I'm just feeling and not thinking about feeling, right? Yeah, I see why. Zen meditation masters. It takes a long time. <laughs> like this is not something you learn over a weekend. I'm learning. I also want your feedback on when I set the timer, I feel like I might want to go a little bit longer than five minutes. And I want your feedback okay. on that because sure. I like today, I just felt like I was in it. And then the, the bell rang and I was like, Oh uh-huh. yeah, I could have gone a little bit longer. Like I was yeah. just, I felt like I was just getting like, into the zone right right so
1: where should we suggest what should we tweak where where should i go well this is wonderful because going into this before even hearing your check-in there were two things that i wanted to talk about today and the first one is about extending the amount of time you're practicing a little bit and the second one is some ways that you can get better at bringing your attention down to the level of the sensations of breathing at the nostrils so (laughs) Your lead in is perfect. And what that makes me think is that this is all going right on track, that those are the unless I heard, oh, you're running into some big obstacles. These are the next logical places to to grow and extend. And so it sounds like you're right on target right now.
0: Oh, perfect. Perfect. And I'm glad you said that, because, you know, in my head, I think I'm off topic, but you're actually saying, no, 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 no. You're exactly where you're (laughs) supposed to be, Eric. Just accept it and go with it kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. It's I, I remember when I started really trying to learn how to cook, like so that I really actually understood what I was doing. One of the first things I kept noticing was, wow, I guess my instincts are always off because I read the thing or I hear the thing and it's like, oh, I'm now realizing that what I was expecting or what I thought was was right or wrong is just completely off. And so, yeah, it's just in these early phases, you're you're kind of tuning your intuition to your experience and, and vice versa. So let's talk about about extending it to be a little bit longer. Yeah. I'll share with you what I was thinking, and you can let me know how this lands for you. Okay. I was thinking that since we're meeting every seven days right now, that you could increase for the next four days, you could bump it up to six or seven minutes. Okay. And then for the final three days, a minute more than that. So then, you know, seven or eight minutes for the next three days so that when we meet in a week, you'll be practicing seven or eight minute sessions. How how does that sound?
0: That sounds good. That sounds like a good, soft, like stair
1: stepping it up. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. It's funny because 10 minutes doesn't sound like a lot, but, it you know, it's it's a 50% increase over what you'd been doing and i think a, a gradual thing has advantages there's so much to work on in just the 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 pieces that we're talking about bring your awareness down to the breathing and all of the complexities that go into that simple attempt yeah that in, increasing it more than that is not necessarily the best idea right now
0: yeah and i think i could get overwhelmed with 10 I mean, like you said, that's like, if I'm running one mile and then all of a sudden that's double, that's, you know, whole nother mile. I'm very thankful that we started at five because five was not overwhelming. I have not had that same overwhelming feel that I did when I first started a long time ago with the Transcendental and I was instructed to do 20 minutes twice a day. I have not had that overwhelming feeling yet. Like, oh man, this is a burden. So I'm glad we started small and I'm glad we're chunking it out because it gives me the ability to palate it and feel it and and move with it without it being overwhelming, basically. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And it's interesting, you had mentioned last time that one of the things that might be a, a little bit of an a, an aid supporting your regularity of practice is the fact that you're doing a podcast on it and you have some kind of accountability in that way. And then we also heard today about sort of a flip side cost of that, which is that when your mind goes to thinking, you're thinking about what you're going to say on the podcast about your meditation, which is funny and also exactly how it functions.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it it is. I actually catch myself kind of grinning like this is ironic because I'm trying to get away from all these thoughts and I'm thinking about what am I going to tell Dave? How am I going to narrate what's going on? But
1: I guess it gives me a good sense to kind of practice bringing it back, which is nice. That's right. That's right could be worse thinking about meditation while you're meditating maybe that's better than thinking about ice cream while you're meditating or something yeah but it could be (laughs) (laughs) or the day's struggles
0: yes it's better to be thinking about that okay so we're going to increase it slowly yeah we're going
1: to go you said two minutes and then your choice whether you want to increase it one and then two or or two and then three so okay my recommendation is for the next four days do six minutes or seven minutes Okay. And for the final three days, do seven minutes or eight minutes. Got it. Got it. Okay. And then focus on the, the nostril, the breathing. Well, now let's talk about, let's talk about this in some detail. So you had mentioned in our, in meeting number two, that monkey mind is really one of the the big things that you're facing, that it feels like you are paying attention to the breathing and have a whole bunch of thoughts racing at the exact same time. And that when I suggested not excluding your thoughts, but paying attention just to what's happening at the level of feeling, you confessed that that just feels challenging and difficult Mm -hmm. at this point. And so I'd like to, and, and the reason that I didn't wanna drill more closely or deeply into those topics last week is because I feel like I was waiting to hear you say something like this is starting to feel a little short to me. I feel like I might need a little bit more time. I was waiting to hear some things that the practice is really getting established and that that now there's just some regularity that's on auto and we can start to pay attention to more of the details. Yeah. So I'd like to talk about some, some ways to work with monkey mind at large and some ways to work with the sensations of breathing in a little more detail right now. Okay. Yeah. Cool. So the general principle around monkey mind, there's a few things to say, actually. One is meditation was developed at a time in human history and practiced for a long period in human history where the level of mental requirements and sensory distraction that humans at large were facing is really different than the world that we live in right now. I would suggest it was even really different 30 years ago than it is right now, and it was way different from 3,000 years ago up to very recently. So monkey mind is certainly something that there are a, are a lot of classical meditation teachings and techniques around, but I don't even know that they really anticipated the level of distractibility that we live with, with television and internet and having something ringing and going off every few seconds telling us to break your attention and look at something else
0: yeah yeah it's a real thing
1: yeah so the general guideline or principle which still applies is that without excluding anything without suppressing anything you're going to try to cultivate the skill of tuning into what's going on in the body alongside everything else that's going on in the mind okay it is true that the mind's natural expression the mind's natural activity is thought and we're not in this practice trying to push the mind into a thoughtless state or to try to decrease the amount of thoughts that are going through the mind Those things might happen down the road, possibly, but that's not what we're setting in our sights and not how we're trying to work with things right now. we're trying to do is learn how, without excluding any thoughts or without excluding any part of your experience, to just focus on one part of your experience. That's the principle that we're talking about here. And now I'll talk about a few ways to do this and to work with it in a little more detail. Sound good? Yes, sounds great. Yeah. Great. So. The first thing I'd like to do is introduce you to a technique that's kind of a crutch uh, or a support or an aid, and that is the technique of breath counting. Okay. So breath counting is a little bit of a, a trick or a shortcut or a set of training wheels that can be really useful for a period of time. And the reason is because It can address the very experience that you're describing right now where it seems like thoughts are racing and they're holding a lot of your attention and you can maybe detect some physical sensations of breathing, but they're all kind of competing for the same attention space. And what breath counting does is it gives that thinking part of the mind a little bit of a repetitive task to do. Okay that can simplify things from all of the various things that you could be thinking about to just trying to throw out a number at the beginning and the end of each breath and it it's not it's not really doing anything other than simplifying or changing the thought content but it's almost it's like if the thoughts are already there well, why not see if we can recruit them for a moment into the service of what we're trying to do right now? Got it. Got it. That makes total sense. Yeah. Good. So the way to do this is to you can just say one at the end of the in-breath and one at the end of the out-breath. So you're thinking of a cycle of a breath as, as one. Okay, And then you'd say two at the beginning of the next in-breath and two at the end of the next out-breath. And just keep trying to go to 10. Okay. And then start over again at one. Okay. Can be an incredibly helpful and even confidence building support at the beginning. And I think of it like uh, there are certain yoga poses that, in order for me to do it correctly, I actually need to use a support block because I'm not quite flexible enough to do that particular thing. And that if that's the thing that allows you to experience the benefits of that in the moment, it's great to use it and it's nothing to feel bad about. It's actually a really, really helpful tool. The difference between the physical thing and breath counting is, whereas sometimes you aren't going to graduate from using a support block in yoga, I think everybody actually does graduate to the point where you don't need breath counting anymore and where it could just become a limiting thing but at the beginning, it can really make a big difference. Okay. So that is, that's one first thing I would recommend you employ to work with the experience that you're having of monkey mind interfering with you getting to the, the attention on the breath.
0: Okay. I'm actually really excited about that because I think that will help a lot. And I'm glad that you use that analogy of using the brick during yoga because I do a little bit of yoga and Yeah, I need to use the back of the chair. I need to use all kinds of devices. And then eventually I'll pull those devices out as I get more stable. And it's exciting to be able to pull those away because it's now it's like, oh, I'm graduating. I'm moving forward. I'm making progress. I can actually get rid of
1: those. So it's kind of the same thing with the breath is what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, Okay, that's right. And so that's the first, that's just a, that's something that you can start practicing anytime That you're feeling like, oh, I want to, I'm not changing any other parts of the technique that I'm doing yet. I'm just adding this in as a small task for, for the thinking mind to have something to do as opposed to just spinning off in in the way that it does. Yeah. 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 That would be great. Okay. Great. So then the next thing that I would like to introduce, and, and I'm not suggesting that you try to do this all at once. I'm maybe gonna give you three different things that you can work with over the next seven days because it feels to me like it's an appropriate amount of content and additional material to work with. Okay. And again, all three of these things are in service of working with the monkey mind experience that you're having. Okay, perfect, yeah. So the second thing that I wanna introduce for this week is a, a four-step process of getting to the sensations of breathing at the nose that makes it kind of a gentle progression and, and easier to get there rather than trying to just drop out of monkey mind and, and mm-hmm. be right at the breathing. So here's how this works. I'll try to describe this and please ask questions if, if any part of it's not clear. Okay. So the four steps are to generally imagine that you've got two spheres around you. Or you could just imagine that the outer sphere is the room and that the inner sphere is maybe something around your body, but the larger sphere contains anything that's going on in your experience right now, anything that your five senses are aware of, anything that you're seeing, smelling, feeling, tasting, touching, and anything that's going through your mind, the words and images and sensations. So everything that makes up your present experience. And then... The inner sphere, which you could maybe think of as maybe just around your body or something like that, is going to be what you're actually trying to pay attention to right now. Okay. So you could imagine that we talked about last week the difference between attention and peripheral awareness, for example. You could think of it as this inner sphere is what you're trying to have in your attention and this outer sphere, which... Kind of is, is a larger sphere around it is your peripheral awareness which is just everything else that's going on in your experience okay
0: so that's the holding the egg on the spoon focusing on the egg on the spoon and then the peripheral
1: outside got it that's right that's right the peripheral outside and the analogy you just brought up being the way you're aware of and navigating space and obstacles and things like that yes okay so the first step in this four-step process is to let everything, there's almost no differentiation between the two spheres at this point. You're going to let all your thoughts and sensations and bodily sensations and everything be in your attention and peripheral awareness. And the only thing that you're actually trying to restrict at this point is keeping it all in the present moment. Okay. So that's actually easy with the feelings and the sensations because Feelings and sensations are always happening in the present moment. Your your senses are always reporting to you in the present moment. It's the mind and the thinking that can wander off to the future and wander off to the past. Yeah. But for the beginning part of this, the only thing you're trying to do is just keep it in the present moment. Okay. So if you're thinking, let it be some thought about what's happening right now. Okay. If that's If that's possible. Okay. And then the second step in this is that you're now going to try to pay attention to sensations overthinking. You're favoring sensations. You're now letting sensations are now what's in the inner sphere. And what's in the outer sphere is thoughts, things that you're seeing, things that you're smelling, things that you're tasting, okay. the sen- any of that. that. That's in the outer sphere. And what's in the inner sphere right now that you're trying to pay attention to is just what's going on in your body. Okay. That's the second one. Okay. So you're, you're starting to separate these out a little bit and you're favoring sensations over thinking. Okay, got it. The third step is that now of all the stuff that's in this inner sphere, all the physical sensations, your, your butt on the cushion and the, the, whether your back's hurting and all of that, those are all present, but you, now you're going to try to start favoring the sensations of breathing over anything else okay again nothing is excluded your thoughts are all they're out there ricocheting around in the corners of the room that's all happening the the monkey mind might still be happening and you've also got all the visuals all the sounds and all the stuff that's going in your body your churning stomach and stuff like that that's all in the outer sphere now of your peripheral awareness okay and just to give a an example of what that's like you know how if you're sitting in a park, having lunch with somebody and there are cars going by on the road next to you, Mm -hmm. you're aware of the fact that there are cars going by You don't know what they look like necessarily. And, and, and you're not paying attention to them, but they're in that background awareness, but you're still able to have a conversation with somebody or pay attention to the food you're eating. It's that level of, of background awareness that I'm suggesting you're At each of these steps, you're just letting it be there, but really trying to work on what's in this inner sphere that you're paying attention to. Got it. So in this third step, you have brought it just to the sensations of breathing. So whatever's going on in your nose, the way that your chest rises and falls, the way that your shoulders feel different on the in-breath and the out-breath, the way that your stomach kind of moves in and out naturally as you're breathing. All of that is in stage three, what you're trying to pay attention to. Okay. And then in stage four, it's just the sensations that are happening in your nose and at your nostrils. Okay. So does the progression kind of make sense there? That first you allow everything. Yeah. Favoring the present moment. Second, you are favoring sensations overthinking. Third, just the sensations of breathing over everything else. And then fourth, just the sensations at the nose. And that you maybe over the course of, say, something like a minute for each one, the first time you're doing this, that you're, you're just, you're bringing it, you're bringing it in, in that way.
0: All right. You answered my question. I was going to ask how, like, how long do I do this for? And you answered about a minute each, but it doesn't have to be specific, right? Like if I find that I'm able to. Yeah, focus on my sensations, I can go to the next step kind of thing. That's
1: exactly right. Yeah. Okay.
0: Perfect. Yeah. I think that will help a lot because it feels like right now I'm trying to just jump to step four, right? I'm skipping all the other things. And that actually makes it harder because then I I haven't had time to kind of transition and take those stair steps into the
1: nostril. So I think that will actually help quite a bit. Yeah, that's exactly right. And it's not that dropping directly to number four or jumping directly to number four isn't completely and totally within your capability to do at some point. It's just that for the next few weeks, it may be helpful to have this graduated step-by-step process to do it. And then the more familiar you, you get with it, it's kind of like you're able to you are able to jump right in as, as long as you've got a regular practice going. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, right now on the freeway of meditation, I'm riding a tricycle. Right. <laughs> sure. Sure. I need to ride that tricycle and I need to get good at riding the tricycle and then I'll graduate to the bike. That's exactly right. So instead of going straight to the Ferrari or the Lamborghini, I need to start where I'm at and be comfortable with where I'm at.
1: So I, I'm more than happy to start with this. Good. And then there's one more small technique that I want to introduce for this week, which is the technique called labeling. And the technique of labeling is another way of working with the monkey mind experience that you're having. And the only thing that the labeling technique requires is that at the moment that you recognize that you've gotten carried off by thinking and your mind has gone off into the past and off into the future, and you really have stopped meditating. If you were doing the breath counting that you realized that, wow, I I actually forgot what number I was at and I've got to go back and start over at one, that at the moment that that happens, you can internally just say the word thinking as an acknowledgement that that's what was just happening Okay, and then come back to the breathing. And that the use of that technique, the use of labeling whatever had just distracted you as thinking before you come back, it is both a way of marking the moment when you spontaneously woke up in the middle of your meditation and and recognized distraction, but it also is leading you away from spending any time valuing or analyzing or, or putting any meaning to what you were thinking about. It's all not relevant right now. It's all not what you're focusing on doing. It doesn't really matter whether you were thinking about meditation or ice cream or any particular thing. It's just a way of almost deprioritizing the content of your thoughts and coming back to the breathing. Okay. So I'm going to be using all these techniques at once, correct? I'm not picking one over the other. This is one of the challenging parts of what you'll face over the next week, and this is one of the challenges of the fact that we're meeting once a week, is that if we were meeting every other day or something like that, I would actually give these to you one at a time. I'd probably have you work with counting for a couple days and see what that's like, and then I would have introduced the four-step technique to really getting to the sensations of breathing at the nostrils. And then in a couple of days, I would have added labeling as just something that you can start doing in those moments when you notice things. So if you actually want to sequence them in that way and pretend that you hadn't gotten it all at once, that it, it may be that then by, by the time you get to the end of the week, you might be using all three of them in, in some combination. But that I think if you added them all at once, it would actually be too much to coordinate, frankly. Okay. So I will chunk them out then is what you're saying. Yeah. So I'll do I'll do the breathing first
0: for a day or two and then do the the drop in of the four steps and then I'll do the thinking labeling while I'm increasing my time too. That's right. Which I think will yeah. be good.
1: Yep. Yeah. It sounds like a lot. <laughs> it does,
0: but it, it doesn't sound overwhelming because I'm gonna good. chunk it out. So I think that will be good. You know, and I got seven days to kind of chunk it out. So that that gives me like almost two days of each little practice.
1: We could set aside some time right now here at the end just for any extra questions that are popping around in your mind. Honestly, I think you answered
0: pretty much all of them because I was going to ask the duration, but you answered that. I feel pretty clear. Is there anything that other people usually ask you at this point that maybe it's not in my experience, but it might be in somebody else's at this stage, at this beginner stage?
1: with the the questions behind you about getting discouraged and stopping the practice, that, that would still be the one that would that would be the other one I'd be looking out for with anybody else right now is are you are you believing your thoughts about not being a good meditator? Are you interpreting the early difficult experiences as you're doing something wrong versus this is actually how it's supposed to feel at the beginning? Those are the things that I would be looking out for and and trying to respond to with increasing your diligence and enthusiasm and trying to recognize the growing pains that that that's a normal part of the experience at the beginning of meditation and that sticking with them will get you past that if you do it gently and and you don't do it in a way where you're punishing yourself yeah yeah i agree and i'm wondering
0: if i don't have that as much because i'm meeting with you once a week to record this so i might not be having that so if you listeners if you are having that stick with it keep going don't try too much as at once is what you're kind of saying right dave yeah yeah Yeah. okay perfect i'm glad you i'm glad you said that because my experience might be a little bit different because we're recording and i'm being held accountable
1: because i have to meet you once a week which is good i like it actually i really do yeah All right. Well, I look forward to seeing you in a week and hearing how things have gone.
0: Once again, thank you for listening to our podcast. And those of you that have taken time to leave reviews and contact us through Instagram, thank you. You can see the show notes at stuckbrainpodcast.com. You can also visit us on Instagram at stuckbrainpodcast, and you can leave what topics you want to hear next.
1: The first thing I'd like to introduce is a support. Mm -hmm. Do you want me to re-say that because the ding happened in the background? Yes.
0: See? Okay. We can't ever be... Maybe we should leave it in. I'm constantly being distracted. God, hey. It's a watch. <laughs> Hold on. Let me turn this on silent. See, people? Sure. It's, it's everywhere. You can't get away from it. So please say that again. <laughs>